Let's go to Psalms chapter 119 this morning. Psalms 119, this subject I'm going to be preaching on, it's uh, something I've definitely preached on before, but I think it needs to, we need to be reminded. We just need to be motivated sometimes. It's real easy to just kind of forget about it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's real easy to get out of, you know, create bad habits, and it's hard to create good habits sometimes. And reading the Bible needs to be a habit for us. And there's some consequences for not reading your Bible. There are some real potential problems that can happen if you are not regularly in the Word of God. In Psalms 119, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's right smack in the middle of the Bible. And every, every verse in Psalms 119, there's 176 verses. And I think every one of them except for maybe two there's some kind of reference to the Word of God in there. His laws, His precepts, His statutes. Almost every single verse has something about the law or the Word of God in there. And in Psalms 119, we're just going to read verses 9 through 16. And it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all thy judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget Thy word. Just notice he talks how it starts out. You know, how can a man cleanse his way? How can we make sure we're on the right path? How can we make sure we're doing the right thing? Yeah, I don't know if you realize it, but there are many paths out there that a person can take. There are many options for you. There are many choices that are out there. But you know what? There's only one truth. Okay, there's only one way to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ. But how can a person know that? How can a person know that they're the way they are patterning their life is what God wants. How can they know that it's going to turn out okay? And we know from the Word of God. We know that we can we can have confidence we're doing the right thing, but we can only know by the Word of God. And you notice how he says, you know, let me not wander from thy precepts. Our flesh is naturally inclined to go against the Word of God, to go contrary to the Word of God. And we've got to be careful with that. It is so easy to just wander. I was talking with somebody last night and uh, they made some bad choices and I asked them, I said, uh, you know, have you ever heard the statement, follow, just follow your heart? And he's like, oh yeah. And I said, that's terrible advice. I said, that, I said never, don't follow your heart. I said, the heart's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? But how would, how's a person supposed to know that? How is a person supposed to know not to follow their heart when everything in the world says follow your heart? Well, we know from the Word of God, don't we? We know because the Bible says so. And He says, you know, Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. It's in a person's heart. Okay? You've got to know it. You have to know what the Bible says. It's, it's got to be in your heart. And you know, it's not, it's not enough to just be in your head. Because one thing I can do as a pastor, I can help get God's Word in your head. Okay? I can beat it in your head. I can scream it at you. You know, I can, I can yell all this stuff and I can say it in a way where you'll remember it for sure. You won't forget it. You'll know what the Bible says. But yet many times when you'd use that method, even though people know what the Bible says, they can kind of get bitter and they don't want to follow it. Because it's in their head, but it's not in their heart. And there's just something about 
when you learn it yourself. Okay? I think the most exciting, when I get the most excited from preaching, okay, I get excited when I hear a preacher bring something uh, from the Word of God that maybe I hadn't noticed. That's exciting. But at the same time, I've, I really get excited when I've studied something myself, I've figured something out myself, and then I hear somebody else preach about it. And it's like, oh, you know, I've seen that. You know, I, I've been, you know, have you ever heard somebody start telling us, talk about maybe where they went on vacation? And it's some place that's really cool, alright? And usually when you, you don't want to hear that, do you? You know, if somebody goes on a vacation down south during the winter, don't tell me about it. Don't tell me how nice it was down there. I'm just going to get jealous, alright? You know, if you go, if you go to the Grand Canyon, alright? Don't tell me about it. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I've always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to get jealous, okay? But when somebody's gone someplace that you've been before, that you know about, you're always excited about it, aren't you? Oh, yeah, you know, I've been there. I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. And, you know, and then you've got to try to outdo their story, right? That's kind of usually how it goes. And, oh, you were there for two days. I was there for three. But, uh, you know, and, you know, did you see this part? You know, you know how we are. You know human nature and how it all works. And boy, there's just something about when you have studied the Word of God, when you know what it says, it's and it's in your heart, and then you hear it reinforced, then you hear it preached about. It just ah, it makes it that much stronger in your life, and that's why it's important that you read the Bible, that you be studying these things. Don't wait for me to point everything out to you. I, I, we don't have time for me to get to everything. You know, just preaching Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It's just it's not it's not enough. You've got to be in the Word of God yourself, but. Uh, you know, he says, uh, "You know, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee." These things, it will, if it's in your heart, it will affect your behavior. It will affect what you do, and same. And so, while we see all the good things in this passage from reading your Bible, from having it in your heart, we need to understand there are some consequences for not reading our Bibles. Because unfortunately, today uh, we have a very lazy society. You know, people, a lot of people just don't read. These days, I mean, they don't read anything. If a book comes out, uh, they're going to wait till it comes out on a movie, and then they'll watch it. I mean, and now, boy, you know, we're in, you know, it's 2016. You know, a few years ago, they made that Bible series on TV, right? And so, you know, now everybody knows all the stories. Well, let me tell you something. If you get your Bible knowledge from Bible movies, you are going to be greatly mistaken. All right, you are going to be so far off. It is not even funny. And because um, they're not even they're not even close, okay? It's not the same, and it's not going to work. But we're lazy. We want to do things in an easy way, and as a result of that, there are some consequences that have come with that. And I'm here today to tell you that you know I believe this church. I believe we preach the truth here. I believe our doctrinal statements as good as any doctrinal statement in any church. However, if you all are not reading your Bible, there are going to be some consequences. For you. you, as an individual, you need to read the Bible because if you don't, first thing we see that's going to happen to you, you're going to fall prey to false doctrine. Look at Second Peter chapter two, if you want your Bible. Second Peter chapter two and verse one: You will fall prey to false doctrine. There are a lot of false doctrines out there. There's a lot of false teachers out there that are bringing in things into the church and into people's minds that should not be there. People are being deceived. They're being led off a cliff. And there's no excuse for that. And in 2 Peter 2, 1, it says, "...but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." 
and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. Here we see that there are some people that there is some serious judgment coming for. And Peter, he talks about the day of the Lord and that's a time that is coming. Judgment is on its way for this world. And people who have followed these false doctrines, these damnable heresies that the Bible talks about, they are going to experience swift destruction. Okay? The Bible said they're going to be false prophets. They're privily going to bring these things in. Okay, Many, Much of the false teaching that is going on that is prevalent in churches today, these things, they didn't happen overnight. Okay, the, you know, Some of these TV preachers that are famous that are just preaching foolishness, these guys didn't come overnight. There were, it, the, these teachings, they came in very slowly. Little by little, it got, things got more and more accepted. People were reading their Bible less and less. And now we see it here, it talks about people even denying the Lord that bought them. And there are people today that are teaching in supposedly Christian churches that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. That there are many paths to heaven. That we're all we're all following the same God. If you choose to go through Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Catholicism, it all doesn't matter. We're all heading for the same thing. Well, boy, that sounds all wonderful, and you know, I feel like you know, it makes me feel like singing some kumbaya with everybody. But let me tell you something: that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches something completely different. The Bible teaches too that people who bring in these heresies, bring in these false teachings, people who deny the Lord. They're going to be experiencing swift destruction. They are going to, you know, fall under the wrath of Almighty God. And the only way you can avoid these things, you have to know what the Bible says. Okay, he didn't say, you know, it didn't say, you know, laymen in the church are going to bring this up. It said false prophets. It's going to be the preachers. It's going to be people behind pulpits. They're going to get up, and they're going to bring these things to people. They know. They're, listen, they're people. They know how to talk. They know what people want to hear. They know how to make it sound good. Okay, politicians. You know, we're in the debate season. Okay, the, the, the debates and things are going on. And if you don't know what you believe politically, okay, you know who you end up listening to a lot of times? The last person you heard. And sometimes, you know, when they get talking about certain issues that I don't know a whole lot about, I'll hear one person talk, and I'm like, man, that's that's really good. Man, I agree with that. And then you hear the next person talk, saying something completely different. It's like, well, that, that sounds even better. I, I think they're right. You know, then the next one is like, <laughs> well, who would I follow? You know, which one's which one's right? And unless you, you know, have some serious knowledge of the issues, you're not going to know which one of those people to listen to. And if people today, unfortunately, because they don't know what the Bible says, they will listen to the guy who just sounds the best. And a lot of times, the one who ends up winning elections, it's the most likable person, the most charismatic individual. You know, the one with the best personality. You know, they have you ever noticed too? You know, we all know that some of the smartest people in the world, you know, and the, they're the nerds, right? You know, the nerds. They're they're really smart. They got a lot of brains. They could probably run this country a lot better than politicians. But how come we don't ever have any nerds get elected to office? You know, because nobody likes them. They have no personality. You know, they have no friends. And and it's all about personalities, isn't it? It's not about who the best person is. And unfortunately, people today are just following personalities. 
They don't know what the Scripture says. And if you don't know what the Bible says, you won't know the difference between right and wrong. You know, false teachers, they will prey on your emotions. It says here in 2 Peter 2.3, it says, with feigned words, they will make merchandise of you. I mean, these people, they're going to take advantage of you. They're, they're, they're going to take you to the cleaners. You're going to give them your money. You're going to follow whatever they say because it just sounds so good. And really, how is a person supposed to know? Well, we have the Bible. And listen, I know some preachers that are out there today, preachers in Baptist churches that are saying some things that are just absolutely contrary to what the Bible teaches. And it's very clear what the Bible teaches on some of these subjects, but these guys that are so charismatic, they're so slick, people like them so much, it's like they get away with it, and then people are buying into some of the things that they're teaching. And I, I, the, thing, and the reason I can't go along with it as much as I feel like it sometimes is because I know what the Bible says. It's like I have these verses in my head screaming at me. These preachers that are out there preaching that you know there's more than one gospel. Okay, I hear them say that and they make it sound so good, but then I hear I read in the Bible where it talks about anyone who preaches any other gospel than that which you have heard, let him be accursed. And you know what? I just keep when I hear those people talking about multiple gospels, I keep thinking, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Where does that come from? It comes from the Word of God. It comes from what the Bible says. And so I know better than to fall for that type of teaching. But look at Matthew chapter seven and verse thirteen. So another consequence for not reading your Bible is you're going to end up you're going to end up in the wrong church. Matthew chapter seven verse thirteen says, "Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it." The majority is all almost always wrong. You see in the Bible. It, the majority always gets it wrong. The Bible teaches in the Old Testament, thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. I mean, the masses usually get it wrong. Jesus said, enter at the straight gate. Okay, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many go that way. Few take the narrow way. And then right after He says that, verse 15, He says, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. So how do we recognize the fruit? Well, you've got to listen to what they're saying. And if what they're saying doesn't line up with the Scriptures, then you know that's a wolf in sheep's clothing right there. And notice it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Not a wolf in wolf's clothing. They look nice. They sound nice. They act nice. But what they're teaching is absolutely wicked. And then he says in verse 21, "...not everyone that saith unto Me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of My Father which is in heaven..." Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in Thy name and in Thy name have cast out devils and in Thy name done many wonderful works? Many people think that the fruits we're supposed to look at are their works. Well, look at all the good they're doing. Look at all the poor they're helping. You know, Look at all the wonderful community service. Look at all these things 
that they do for people. But notice he says here that these people did many wonderful works. Okay, so the fruits that we're supposed to look at, it's not the works that they do because many false prophets do good works. We know them by the things that they say. By their teaching, we have to line it up with the Scripture. If it does not line up with the Scripture, then we absolutely cannot follow that. And unfortunately, many people today, they have joined up with religions that are teaching things so contrary to the Bible. It's not even funny. You can go on doctrinal statements in many churches and they flat out admit they don't believe in the inspiration of the Scriptures. They don't believe this Bible's perfect. But apparently their church doctrine is. Something that was put together by a bunch of men. You know, it's so funny how people are like, oh, the Bible, it's just a, bu- it's just a bunch of put- books put together by men. And then they'll go join some religion, okay? That and you know the Bible makes no such claim. It's clear that it's the Word of God. You know, holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But then they'll go join a religion that admits they were put together, that they were formed by a bunch of men. They have a council of people that make all the rules and decide, what, and they decide what's truth. Like we have a say in what's true and what's a lie. And I I don't understand that one bit. And the truth is. They don't really know what they're supposed to believe either. They don't know what the Word of God says. And so, hey, I like what they're doing over there. Their services are fun. Uh, you know, I have a good time there. I like the people. And then they end up being taught things that can end up costing them their soul. Think about how many people are out there today trying to work their way to heaven. Think about how many people are sitting in churches today thinking, because I'm in church today, this is helping my chances of getting to heaven. They want to know they're going to heaven. They want to be sure that they're saved. But they're not taught that it's by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. They're not taught how to have assurance of their salvation by basing their salvation off the Word of God. They're taught it's by doing good things. They'll go get baptized hoping maybe that maybe this will save me. You know, I'll go take communion. This will make me be saved. And they're always trying something. You know, covering all their bases. Some people have even I've known have even tried all the different religions just kind of trying to cover their bases. You know, I'll go get baptized by the Baptists and if that, you know, and then I'll go ahead and get baptized by the Methodists and the Catholics just in case, you know, one of them's got to work, right? You know, hey, if you read your Bible, you'd find out baptism never saved anybody. Okay? Except the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is what happens when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then He saves you. He indwells you. And unfortunately though, you don't read your Bible. You're not going to know that. Many people, they choose the church based on the personality of the pastor or the people instead of the truth. And listen, I understand you know, who you fellowship with as a believer you know, is important and it makes a difference. It does help. You know, if you know the pastor is not a knucklehead, and if and if you like the pastor, and if the people in the church aren't rude and are friendly, those things are nice. But at the same time, the most important thing ought to be: Are they preaching the truth? There is the preaching from the Word of God. Is their doctrine correct? But if you don't know what the Bible says, how can you know that their doctrine's correct? You know, and, and I've had people before; they've called me up. To you know, ask about our church, and they're and you know these people they're going to do their due due diligence and make sure that you know I've got my doctor straight, and you know they're they're ready to ask me all these questions. I'm like, all right, bring it on. You know, I'm ready to answer the question. You know, and they ask me these real tough ones, like, 
Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven? Yeah, that was easy. All right, you got another one. Do you believe once saved, always saved? Yeah, that's easy. You know, and it's like, okay, great. You know, it's like, that's it. <laughs> Almost every church complain. You know, they say they believe that. You know, is that all you know about? Is that all that you've learned from the scriptures that you know you want to check and make sure we're teaching right? Because there's a lot of other things that churches are getting wrong. There's a lot of other things that are important. You know, you don't want to ask me about. I was kind of hoping you're going to ask me about inspiration of the scriptures. You know, I was hoping you're going to ask me. You know, about you know, I'll be thinking of all these other things that you know I've studied and I'm all prepared to answer. But it's like, oh, I don't care about that. Well, you know why you don't care about that is because you don't know about that. And it's funny. I think most people say, I believe God's word is the final authority. They do, but at the same time, they could care less about certain doctrines. You know why? Because they have no knowledge of those doctrines. They have no knowledge of that teaching in the Word of God. Therefore, they don't care about it. But when a person does know what the Bible says, those things are important to them. Those things are big issues to them. And unfortunately today, churches and pastors, they don't have to do a whole lot of work they don't have a whole lot of accountability when it comes to their preaching. They can pretty much get up and preach whatever and no one's going to call them out on it because nobody's in their church reading their Bibles. And I'm telling you right now, that is going to, it's, going to, it's going to cost you. It's going to end up getting you in trouble. You don't read your Bible. I might be able to convince you to get to heaven. You've got to give me all your money. <laughs> I think you all are too smart for that here. But hey... There's people out there. They're doing it. They're giving. They give their money to these TV preachers all the time. I mean, I'm like, they do. They will send thousands of dollars to these TV preachers. And like, you know what? Has that preacher ever come and visited you at your home? Has he ever come and visited you when you were sick and in the hospital? Has he ever come and personally prayed for you? Oh, I know he put his hand in front of the camera. So you put your hands on the screen while I pray for you. No, has he ever personally come and given you any time? And you're going to give him all that money? Come on, you know that's all they got to do. You know why is it why is it so hard for me? But you know it's because these guys are deceptive. They're slick. They're good. And I'm telling you, people, we've got to we've got to read our Bibles. You're not going to know how to identify the fruit. You're going to be deceived by the outward appearance. That's most of what people look at these days. They look at the outward appearance. But if we read the Bible, we know that that's not that that's not going to work. We know we we know the verse of the Bible that says wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay, we know the verse in the Bible that says. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. See, we can't see a person's heart. We can only see the outward appearance. So we're not going to. If you're, if you know the Bible, you know not to just go off that. You're not going to deceive by the crowd. You're not going to be influenced when the masses and the multitudes are saying one thing and the Word of God says another thing because the Word of God says that's usually how it goes and the multitudes and the masses usually get it wrong. You're going to be seduced by the things of the flesh. Your flesh lies to you. Your flesh tells you that you can handle certain sins, that certain things will bring you fulfillment and happiness where you know what the Bible says these things will bring a wound and dishonor. These things will bring destruction and misery. But if you don't know what the Bible says, if you've never read it, if you don't, if you haven't memorized it, if you don't have it in your heart, you will fall for these things. And so we've got to be in the Word of God. 
If you don't, another consequence of not reading your Bible, you will not be able to pass your beliefs on to the next generation or anyone else for that matter. Second Peter chapter, or Second Timothy chapter two says, "In the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also." We're supposed to take the things that we learn from the Word of God and we're supposed to pass them on to others. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him uh, who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. Okay? If you, if you don't know what the Bible says yourself, you will not pass it on to the next generation. There are many people today who are sitting in churches and they will do whatever their pastor says. Now, that sounds pretty good as a pastor to a certain extent. I kind of like that. But one thing about people who just do whatever their pastor says, their kids don't do what their parents say. And I think the reason for that is because many times... Parents, they don't teach their kids why. And I'm going to tell you right now, I hope I'm an influential individual. I know I'm not an intimid- that intimidating of a character. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a real big guy. Uh, I, so I, don't think, I don't think I'm scary. I, I could be. But I'm pretty sure when your kids grow up and you guys are having arguments about which way they should go in life, you just think, well, you know what Pastor Tommy always says? probably not going to work. It's probably not going to carry a whole lot of weight. I hope it does. I want, I want to be an influence. But let me tell you something. You ought to be able to tell them, hey, you shouldn't do this because God's Word says. And you ought to be able to take them to the, take them to the Bible and teach them what the Bible says so they know. Many people, a lot of times, they, they do. They know how they're supposed to act in church. They know the things that they're supposed to say, what they're supposed to believe. You know, they've been around it enough. But then they go and they maybe they try to witness to somebody, and they can't take those people to the Bible and show them what the Bible says. And they end up getting frustrated because they're like, "Well, you know, this is the way to heaven. You know, it's through it's through Jesus Christ." Oh well, how do you know that? You know, what about all the people from countries where they don't know about Jesus Christ? You know, what if they're from a Muslim country and they, they believe in Allah? It's the same, right? Well, well, you know, my pastor preached a really good message about how Allah is not God. And um, you, need, you should hear my pastor preach about this sometime. Oh, well, you should hear my pastor preach. He says it's all the same God. Who wins the argument? Okay? But I'm telling you, there's something powerful when you can take the Word of God. The Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is power. I mean, it get, I mean, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there's something about you opening the Word of God and showing it to someone in a kind way. It works a whole lot better than Pastor Tommy says. Whatever. Now, I, I do. There's, it would be exciting if I had that kind of weight where people could say, Pastor Tommy said, and everybody just listened. But you know what? We're not living in that world. I haven't got that kind of power and influence yet. I'm working on it, but it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not going anywhere, alright? So, you're going to have to know what the Bible says. You've got to be able to take it. You've got to be able to pass it on to the next generation. You say, if, if your lifestyle is based off what you think and how you feel, 
then your way will not be reproduced because no two people think exactly the same. Most people, when they have these discussions, well, I think this or I feel this way. Well, guess what? The other person's not going to think the same way. They're not going to feel the same way. Our feelings, our emotions, they're all based off of our life experiences and our personalities and our DNA sometimes even. And it's different for everybody. So, And the Bible said we're supposed to take the things that we've learned and pass them on to the next generations. And if you just go off of this is how I feel, this is what I think, you will not pass your beliefs on to anyone You've got to show them what the Scriptures say. The Scriptures must be the final authority. Psalm chapter 12, verse 6 and 7, we see how the words of the Lord are pure words. And God promised that He would preserve His Word from this generation forever. There has always been the Word of God. There always will be the Word of God. It stays the same for all generations. And so if we want to reproduce something that's real... We've got to go off of what the Word of God says. And too many people are trying to bypass that because they've just been lazy. It's not enough that you go to a church that preaches the truth. It's not enough that you know your pastor knows the truth. You have to know it yourself or it's not going anywhere. It's going to stop with you and that's going to be the end of it. And so also, last point I want to get to, the, last, if the consequence of not reading your Bible, the last thing is you will be in direct disobedience to God. Now, almost every year on the New Year, I don't get the newspaper, and I probably should, but almost every year, there will usually be something in the newspaper letting everybody know what all the new laws are that kicked in in 2016. Okay? Did anybody read about new laws in Illinois in 2016? Anybody? I didn't. I don't know. I'm sure there were. Okay? I know they've been doing something in Springfield uh, this last year. But uh, here's the thing. If they make a new law and you don't know about it and you break that law, you still get in trouble, don't you? You still get in trouble. You could say, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know. But they're probably still going to give you a ticket. You're still going to get in trouble. If you don't do something right in their taxes, I'm sure they made some new tax laws this year. And if you don't do something right, you can tell the IRS, sorry, I didn't know. I'm sorry. And they're going to say, well... We'll forgive you after you pay us the money that, that we say we owe you, you owe us. Okay? That, that's the way it works. And here's the thing. Just because you don't know what the Bible says, if you are going against what the Bible says, you are in direct disobedience to God. In 2 Peter chapter 2, that we read in the beginning, it talks about the false prophets and false teachers. They're going to be bringing in damnable heresies and they will be bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Okay? It's clear these, these people, they don't know they're about to be destroyed. The people that are following their teachings, they don't know that they are about to come under the judgment of God. They don't know. And one, there are going to be many people one of these days when Christ returns and He begins to pour His wrath out on this world that are going to be, I didn't know. Okay, but here's the thing. They should have known. It's up to you to find out what the Bible says. It's up to you to find out what the law is. I try to preach a wide variety of everything. I try to preach the whole council. But you know what? There's a lot to talk about. And you know, maybe you missed a service where there was something important that you needed. And things are things are going to come at that you might miss things, but you've got to know yourself. It is up to you 
to find out what the Bible says. And if you don't, you're in disobedience to God. Even if you don't know it. And you will still receive chastening even when you didn't know that you were doing the wrong thing. In Matthew chapter 7, these false prophets, they're saying, Lord, have we not prophesied in Thy name? Many of these false prophets, they are a product of another false prophet. They think they're doing good. Not everybody, not everybody that's out there preaching lies know that they're lying. Many of them are just teaching a lie that somebody else taught them. They think they're serving God. They think they're doing the right thing. And one of these days, they're going to stand before God. They're going to be getting ready to be cast into hell for all of eternity. Not knowing. But here's the thing. That's their own fault that they didn't know. They should have been in the Word of God. They should have studied the Word of God. And many people today, they just think they're saved. And you've got to find out. The Bible teaches, these things have I written unto you that believe that ye may know that ye have eternal life. These things have I written unto you. He wrote them so we can read them so we can know. That's what you, and that's up to you. You're going to have to read those things. You may just think that your lifestyle is okay. Hey, what I'm doing is socially acceptable. Most of the world does this. Most of the world accepts this. But you know what? Most of the world's suffering as a result of it too. And one of these days, God's going to pour His judgment out in this world because of those very sins. And if you're doing them, you're going to end up suffering the consequences too. And so, you've got to take the responsibility. The Scripture is what clears everything up. There's no excuse for not doing right. We have no excuse when we make a mess of our life. We have the Word of God. We just need to start listening to it. Bibles in America are very easy to get. You can go to Walmart. You can buy a Bible. We've got Bibles here that we give away to anybody anybody that wants a Bible. We will get them a Bible. And I understand there's a lot in there. There's a lot to learn. You're not going to get it all at once. But you know what? If you start working at it, you'll start you'll start learning things real fast. And it will begin to wash you. It will begin to cleanse you. You'll begin to get better. And you'll be blessed as a result of it. And so, folks, please, love your Bible. Read your Bible. Learn, learn what it says. Do what it says. It will change your life. And so with that, let's all stand together right now.